0: Hey guys, good evening. My name is Toyeshe Oyebade from the Reconciliation Ministry and I'm excited to be with you once again. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your feedback. God bless you abundantly in Jesus' name. Amen. love of God, for the month of September, by the help of the Holy Spirit, we started um, treating the topic, honor, and we were able to say that... Um, Honor is, 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 is a lifestyle that believers ought to imbibe. We, we are people of honor. We ought to give honor to whom honor is due. And uh, the easiest way to spot a believer is not even how they look or how they dress. Because you could be well-dressed, and your attitude will be nasty, you could be well dressed and you will be uncouth, right? So attitude is one of the um easiest way to spot a believer. So that means that it's not even in your name. You could have a Christian name, your name could be Ulua, something, something, something. But if your attitude negates everything the Bible has told us to do, then you won't you nobody would um acknowledge you as being a believer right so i'm trusting god that by the help of by the end of this month rather by the help of the holy spirit that all of us will come into the reality that indeed we are people of honor and we have the capacity to honor people on our inside right so um when we speak about honor what is it about who should we honor who or what should we dishonor now on the hierarchy of the people that we should honor i'm sure that you already know the first authority i'm going to say that's god now how you eventually honor others your parents constituted authority those older than you are even your body is 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 guided on how you honor god now many times many people fear god now i'm putting fear not from a point of view where you are being mindful of god right not from a point of view where you carry god on your inside so you won't hurt other people because you fear god no i'm saying from the point of view of fear being a negative energy fear in the sense that you've seen god as oh the one that can just kill, the one that maybe probably even has, probably even has mood swings. You don't know the things you can do that will um, hurt him. So many times, many people fear God as a negative energy. They are not honoring God because honor to God is is peaceful, right? It is not coming from a place of of um, you being jittery. Or you being afraid that ah, let me just. Honouring God is coming from a place of knowledge. And when you honour God, you will know that it has ripple effects on other core areas of your life. Now, when you honour God, it is easier for you to honour your body. When you honour God, it is easier for you to honour God with your finance. It is easier for you to honor God with your time, it is easier for you to honor God with your relationships, it is easier for you to honor God with your service, and in any way that you can think about, honor comes to you easy when you have already determined in your heart to flow from a place of knowledge that God should be honored. Now, let me put it out there that it is impossible for us to honor other people if we do not honor god because if you don't honor god in the capacity of him being god then you don't care about other people or other institutions you 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 might you might try but it will be futile because god is the beginning of honor so when you don't tick off that box then we could as well just be joking right so now which um, what instances do we have rather on ways that we can honor god now the first instance i would like us to note today is that we can honor god in our finances right proverbs 3 9 teaches us that we should honor god with our possessions and with the first fruits of all our increase now there have been debates right about oh which amount should we give god which this should we give God? and sometimes i find this debates funny because i'm like why are we reasoning out finances when it comes to god i don't know if it's just me but i don't i don't let common sense come to play when i'm thinking about what to give god except if i don't have except if like i am down to my last penny if i'm not down to my last penny I'm eager to give God. So at that point in our lives, when we now start to, you know, overcalculate, that is when you know arguments will come in the sense of, oh, we don't even have to tithe. Oh, we don't even have to drop offering in church. We don't have to do anything in church. We can just go on the street and give and give beggars. Even God will be more pleased. Why are we dropping offering in church? You know, you will just find out that people will start arguing with themselves, start getting agitated over money. And it just, I'm just always shocked that (laughs) money that you and I know for sure that nothing is coming to us from the basis of how much we have done. Because if money comes to people by merely being hardworking, then the richest people should be people that, you know, do manual labor. But money doesn't just flow on the basis of how much we have done. So if God blesses you with money and then you that you've been blessed, that you should in turn be a blessing, you now start, you know, calculating and start giving arguments. Like, why should we do this self? Why can't I just give? What is wrong with you giving to church and giving to the needy? Why choose one side when you can do both? Why is it offering and tithe that is our problem? Why are we arguing about that when there are bigger issues to think about, when our neighbor is still unsaved, when one of our family members is still unsaved, when there are people that need the gospel of our lord jesus christ when money can be deployed as a tool for evangelism you know many things that can be done but we rather just spend time analyzing finance when it comes to god nobody talks about how much they spend on themselves because oh i worked for it oh i deserve it i can buy two thousand shoes in a day i can change my my phone I can do this. So many people even buy things that they don't need. You will find out that some people do emotional shopping. When they are sad, they buy. When they are excited, they buy. When they are hungry, they just, you know, shopping comes to them. They they are emotional shoppers. Nobody comes to argue those things. You will start hearing people say, "Oh, you can't put mouth in what people don't invite you to." Or, you should um we should all all respects people's choices and that oh this person is a grown-up, you can't tell people what to do with their money. But once the 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 conversation starts to revolve around giving to God, that is when you know all this you can do what you like with your money conversations will now stop. You now start hearing that is why pastors drive big cars when there are people on this. <sighs> It makes me, like, I find it funny. If, as a child of God, you're listening to me today, and at one point or the other, you have over-reasoned, honoring God with your finances, I want you to have a change of heart today. Remember that nothing comes to you on the platform of who you are or on the basis of what you've done. Everything we have today, whether your business is booming or your career is progressing, or somebody is giving you money, somebody is sponsoring your, your lifestyle, you give your helpers, everything you have is as a function of the amount of grace that God has released to you. So giving God money via offering or tithe or kingdom advancement programs, giving for missions and evangelism, giving for church projects, in any area where you've been convinced to give, I hope that you are not overthinking things and not, you know, dishonoring God by giving God what is not befitting. Now, I will round up this conversation by saying, if you want to go to the White House, you know, they will always say, if you're visiting somebody for the first time, take a gift alone. I'm sure that if you want to go to the White House, you won't buy custard or buy solid pop. You know what your boss call um, a call iluwe? I'm sure nobody will buy that. I'm sure you won't buy cheap wine. If you're going to the White House, I'm sure that even from your dressing, from your poise, from your attitude, down to what you're taking along, will be befitting. So can we? In fact, how we give to people should be a reflection of how we give to God. Because if you can't put in a fizzy, in quotes, if you can't be, you know, excited about packing something worthwhile for God, then you, you won't want to give other people to because our relationship with God is going to reflect on our relationships with other people too. Also, we can honor God via what we say. Now, I'm sure that all of us have falling short of this one way or the other even myself at times that I say things, I'm like ah, God forgive me I spoke out of anger or out of emotion right we must honor God with our words remember that God made the earth and everything that we have come to enjoy today by words so we must know that words are extremely powerful now if God has told us something about ourselves but we now use words to water down the things that God has said. What are we doing? We are dishonoring God by our words. Now God has said that you will not die. But every day you're going around, you know, saying things like, Oh, in our generation, something something used to happen, or some or maybe God has told you where you would you would get to in your career, and then when things are eventually happening, you start, you know second-guessing yourself by saying, oh, am I deserving? Have I really worked that hard? Was I the only one that um, applied for the job? Now, when you do these things, when you doubt, when you act from unbelief, by saying things out, when you grumble, you're dishonoring God. Remember that Israelites spent 40 years over a 40-day journey. What should have taken them months took them years and remember that all the people that grumbled and acted from the place of unbelief did not get to the promised land so the fact that god has made promises to you does not mean that you will eventually enjoy that promise because you can cut short the benefit of that promise by what you say by how you act right so what is the opposite of saying negative things why not do positive affirmations why not, you know, have faith, declare faith, even if you're feeling depressed. Say I'm I'm strong in the Lord. Let the weak say I am strong, right? Let the weak say I'm strong, even if you're downtrodden, even if you feel sad. You remember that feeling is deceptive. How you feel is not a proper mirror of your of the current state of your heart. You, feelings are deceptive. So the fact that you are feeling like this at this moment does not mean that. That is the reality. Now let me make a simple example. If there are some women that when they give birth, they have what we call postpartum depression, they start feeling sad, they don't want to see the baby and all that. Now that's a feeling. The truth of the matter is women are usually excited about their babies. Now that's the reality. However, this mental state makes some people makes some women. Feel like they don't like the baby. Now, that is a feeling. So we must not give credence to feelings. We must not give power to feelings. We must not give energy to feelings. Because remember, that feelings are deceptive. So even when your reality isn't looking like it, choose to feel right. Choose to experience joy. Choose to honor God with what you say. Now, another way we can honor God is in what we do. our attitude now it doesn't stop at you saying positive things how are you reacting how is your attitude at work imagine when people hear your christian name and they're like oh so her name is ruth so she's a christian that is extremely demeaning but a situation where in 10 minutes people around you can already guess that oh this person is a child of god because of the way you react so if you say one thing and you act the other then you're not honoring God with your lifestyle so we must you you I'm sure that even if you've not seen princesses in reality you must have watched um, documentaries or movies that show royalty now you will notice how princes and princesses how they carry themselves so in fact in some kingdoms, like, you know, in these elite kingdoms, they even train them on how to walk, you know, how to how to strut their gait, their poise, their mannerism, how they eat, how they talk, how they inflect while, while talking. Just so that, you know, on a first glance, everything is obvious that this person is reality. Now, News flash, These are earthly kingdoms. These are children of earthly kings. Now, how much more we that we are children of an eternal king, children of a divine king, a king that has no beginning, neither does he have an end. So when we carry ourselves attitude-wise, when we carry ourselves mannerism-wise, I hope that we are carrying ourselves in such a way that people don't have to look far before it is glaring to them that we are children of God. And guess what? When all these things come to play, what happens? You're giving glory to God. Many of us feel like giving glory to God starts and ends during prayers, you know, when you say, oh God, we give you the glory. Or maybe in worship, oh, we give you glory. That's not the beginning and end of giving glory to God. How you talk can give glory to God. How you react when angry can give glory to God. How you react when sad can give glory to God. How you react with your neighbors can give glory to God. How you react with your junior employees can give glory to God. You can give glory to God on Sunday, raise your hands in Zion, You can't speak in tongues and do all those spiritual gymnastics. And then on Monday at work, your colleagues cannot stand you. Your junior colleagues find you extremely irritable. Which hands were you raising yesterday? Like one um, sermon I had. After speaking in tongues, you will face reality. After praying, you will face reality. And it is in your reality that people, people will not follow you to church. You know, people won't follow you to church. At church, they might clap for you and say, oh, that sister is spiritual. That sister is worded, you know. There was one girl we used to talk when I was in uni. This babe, she can't have a conversation with you. In five minutes, she's already saying, you know, in Matthew 6, 33. You know, in... Ah, in the, in five sentences, she's already saying in Isaiah 65, 6. In... To be honest, if you are not... If you are a believer, but you are, you know, this... um like if you're if you're lukewarm you will feel you will feel useless having a conversation with her however attitude wise she's zero because today she's with you on your android tomorrow you don't even have to do anything to her if she doesn't feel like talking to you she doesn't want to talk to you she will not leave you confused ah she be with her together yesterday what could have happened you will not be feeling like did i do something wrong it got to a point where she had to come to tell me straight up that I did not offend her, she just doesn't feel like being friends again. That was when I released her in my heart because before I would be feeling bad, what did I do? Because, you know, she can just turn around and you're wondering, who is this Mephushetong uh, and Emura? Because she will carry you in her mind without you doing it. I don't know where she gets her offenses from. I don't know, you don't have to talk with her before she becomes offended. But when she's interested in you like this, she will come to your. In fact, you will feel like you can't live without her. Because she will be showering you with love and affection. But when she's. So I stopped feeling bad when I realized that two or three friendships after she and I fell out, they were the same. In the beginning of the semester, I noticed that she would be friends with some some group of people will will start when we are not talking again and then all of a sudden I'll see that she's in front those ones are at the back and then you know now there's no way news will spread until one day one of the people that she fell out with we had a conversation and that one was like she doesn't even know what happened that she just stopped talking to them I was like ah. so it wasn't just me and then a relationship not relationship I mean friendship a friendship that she had after that second experience with another person, she, they were very close to, and then all of a sudden, after a while, she stopped talking to me, I'm like, oh, now I get it. Now, it doesn't matter what this woman says, it doesn't matter if she is able to quote Bible from Genesis to Revelation, if by attitude, your life isn't giving glory to God, then you can as well just stop the drama, because it's acting if you will quote Bible, if you will pray, if you will sing in church on Sunday. But on Monday, your lifestyle doesn't depict that of a child of God. Then you're acting. You are doing African magic. <laughs> the love of God, as we go on in the month of September, next week and the week after next week, we will see other institutions, other people, that we should honor and then we'll round up the conversation by speaking on the things that we should not even give credence to, things that we should not even avert our minds to when thinking about honor. love of God, I call you blessed. Bye.